It's great. Outstanding. The Lord is uh, doing great things in our children around here. They're learning how to uh, pray. They're learning how to believe Him. Uh, it's, it's wonderful. It's, uh, a lot of our little ones that have been that come up just the last few years, man, uh, anything that happens, their first response is to pray and believe God. Whether it's uh, in the backyard playing or on the school bus, it doesn't make any difference where it is. And uh, that should be your first response, right? Just look to Him and for Him to show you what to do. Well, the Lord stirred me up about this uh, uh, verse that they just quoted. So let's look at that verse. You got time this evening for, to look at this? In Isaiah Isaiah, the ninth chapter. Let's pray and, and believe Him. Believe the Lord for utterance, for His presence. Not just to have a few minutes of uh, me talking and, and you listening, but to have His presence manifest to us and minister to us. Uh, do you believe He can say something to you that can just solve something that's been troubling you for years? Yes. That He could uh, minister something to you that would absolutely prepare you for what's coming in this next year yes, and rest of your life? Yes, so let's all get our eyes not just on each other but on Him and release our faith. Because he said, where two or three of you gathered together in my name, what did he say? He said, I'll be right there in the midst of you. So we are. Is he? He's here. Say it out loud. He's here. In our midst. So let's agree together. Father, in the name of Jesus, we agree as touching this thing, asking you for utterance, for direction, for just the very words and thoughts that you would speak to us. If the Master Himself was here in the flesh to speak to us tonight, what would He say to us? What would, what would He have us to know? He is here in spirit. And so we acknowledge you, Lord, and we ask you, let these words come out and these thoughts come into our minds and hearts. And a supply of the Spirit, everyone that needs to be set free, uh, it's easy for you to minister it. Everyone that needs wisdom and direction and help, we ask for these things. We ask for healing and strength. We ask for help in the name of Jesus. And we give you all the, for everything that, good thing that happens, we'll give you all the praise. We'll give you all the thanks. Tonight and tomorrow and next week, we'll tell everybody you did it. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. The, the Lord brought this verse that the children just spoke to us at the end to me and quickened a phrase in this in a way that I had not seen it before, before just a few hours ago. And so uh, let's read it in Isaiah 9 and 6. Uh, if you didn't bring a Bible with you, the ushers have 
extra Bibles. Hold up your hand real high. You don't have to turn and look, but uh, it it's, shows respect for the Word, and it gets in you better if you'll take the time to, to look at it with your eyes and remind yourself this is not just something that, that I'm saying. It's something the Lord said. Isaiah 9 and 6. It says, For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. You know, the, the Son of God did not begin when that baby was born that night. Right? No. The, so the Son wasn't just born that night, but the Son was given. And the child was born. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. That's the phrase the Lord quickened to me. And his name shall be called Wonderful. Everybody say Wonderful. Wonderful. Counselor. Counselor. Is he? Is he wonderful? Somebody say he's wonderful. He's wonderful. Mm, Wonderful. There's nothing more wonderful than him. Counselor, you need counsel? He's the best there is. Who else is he? The mighty God. God manifested in the flesh. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He is the the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Everybody say, the Prince of Peace. Peace. Now, when the Lord, when when the, the Father gave us Jesus, He gave us everything that pertains to our salvation and our our present and our future. And among the things He gave us is this peace. You know, connected with this story, they referred to it in Luke, how that the, the angelic host appeared praising God, and they were saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace. Everybody say, on earth, peace. Peace. And then he said, goodwill toward men. Peace. God is called the God of peace. And he's not the author of confusion. And he's not in anxiety. Anxiety and fear are not of him. I mean, again and again, when the man of God came on the scene, or an angel of God, or the Lord Himself, how many times have you seen in the Word, when the first thing they said was, fear not. Fear not. Don't be anxious. Don't be afraid. Don't be disturbed. Don't be distraught. Well, if you're not going to be disturbed and distraught and fearful, what's the alternative? Peace, the peace that passes understanding, peace that can't be found in a tranquilizer, peace that can't be found in a bottle. Come on, are you listening to me? Peace that cannot be found with any amount of stuff or things. Peace. And the Lord ministered that to me about our service this evening. 
that He wants us, everybody here, everybody watching, everybody that will hear this or see it in the days and weeks and months to come, He wants us without care. He wants us without the oppression of anxiety, without the burdens of worry and, and fretful cares. He wants us free. He's paid for us to be free. And He gave us this peace. Oh, somebody say this peace. He has given us His very own peace. Can you say amen? John fourteen twenty seven is where He said this. John fourteen twenty seven. Jesus said, Peace. I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives. You can't get this in any kind of transcendental meditation. Any kind, we've already said, any kind of drug. You, you can't find it. Oh, you can plaster yourself until you're a zombie in your mind, until you can't. Uh, recognize or be aware of things, but that doesn't mean you got peace. This you cannot find anywhere else except the Master. I don't care what you hear anybody say, this peace is available nowhere else. Nowhere else except in our Jesus. I'm so glad I found it. Are you glad you found it? If if you're in this place tonight or you're watching by internet tonight and you say, well, I don't know that I've found him. You are in the right place tonight. The Lord has ordered your steps and directed your path and you can receive him in his fullness tonight before this service is over. And if you got away from him for whatever dumb reasons... And we've all done some dumb stuff. Yes, but what I'm saying is, there is no good legitimate reason for leaving Him. Any reason you'd have would be a dumb reason. But you can get back. And you may have, you know, gone through some hellish stuff in this past year because of going the wrong way, because of doing some wrong things, but you do not have to go in to next year. You don't have to go into tomorrow. You don't have to finish the night with this tormenting anxiety, fear, burdens of worries and cares. Do you believe you can be free, that it is possible to be free from this And have this peace that he's talking about. It's one of the big reasons that Jesus came. He said, peace I leave with you. My peace. Now, did you hear what he's saying? This is the peace Jesus walked in when he was on the earth. Nothing could shake him. Storms couldn't shake him. Disease couldn't shake him. Pharisees, Sadducees, screaming devils, death itself. Hmm? Huh? 
How many ever, have you read the gospel accounts? Have you ever seen Jesus lose it? (laughs) Have you ever seen him just go berserk and go, I can't handle this. Never, never, not even close one. He walked in this peace. He walked in this rest. He did not lay awake and worry. He did not fret. He did not fear. Somebody said, yeah, but Brother Keith, that's, that's Jesus. Yeah, but he did it as a man. The Bible said he laid aside his mighty weight and power and glory and became like other men. He did not do that with some unfair advantage over you or I. And of course, if he did it as God, then how would it be fair for him to turn around and tell us, you do it. And you're not God. But if he did it as a man, anointed with the Holy Spirit, and he'd give you that same spirit and give you that same peace, then you can see the glorious availability of walking in this peace. My peace I give to you, not as the world giveth, give I to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Did Jesus, the head of the church, tell you and me, don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let your heart be afraid. Then that means you got the power in him to not give in to it. You have the ability in him to resist fear and resist a troubled mind and troubled heart. You don't have to live like the unsaved world lives. Scared, worried, troubled, furrowed brow, heavy heart, beclouded mind. You're a child of God. You've been redeemed. Jesus has given you His very own peace. For us to live in the fog of worry and fear is to not take advantage of what He paid such a terrible price to get us and give to us. Why don't you and I make up our minds that no matter what comes, we are going to enjoy what He paid such a price to get us. We are going to walk in this peace. He gave it to me. He gave it to you. He must have intended for us to walk in it. Somebody said out loud, He gave me His peace. I have it. I'm going to walk in it. Make up your mind, friends. Make up your mind. He gave it to me. It's mine. I'm going to walk in it. Come on, say it out loud again. He gave it to me. It's mine. I'm going to walk in it. See, it's a choice. Do you believe it's a choice? See, thoughts come to all of us. I mean, something can startle you. It can cause the hair to stand up on the back of your neck. Uh, Thoughts of fear can try to jump on you. But you can just stand up and quote the 23rd Psalm. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. What's the next verse? I will fear no evil. What does that mean? I will not fear it. You may feel it. It may be all around you. But you can resist it and use those two words. I will. It's a choice. I will fear no evil. I will not fear this. I will not worry. 
I will not be anxious. I will not be troubled. Jesus told me, don't let your heart be troubled. So I'm not going to let it be. Jesus told me, don't let your heart be afraid. So I'm not going to let it be. You'll be tempted, but you don't have to give in to it. Hmm? Well, that's not quite as strong a response as we could have had on that part. (laughs) Do you believe if Jesus tells you to do something, you can do what he told you to do? Come on, do you believe that? But you've got to walk by faith. Because there will be times where it doesn't look like you can. And there will be times when it doesn't feel like you can. But just because it doesn't look like you can and it doesn't feel like you can, doesn't mean you can't. That's when it's time to walk by faith. And to talk by faith. And say, I refuse to fear. I don't care if your knees are bumping together. I don't care if you've got goosebumps all over. I don't care if you're shaking in your boots. In the middle of shaking, you need to say, I refuse to fear. I will. I fear. I resist you. I resist you. And I assure you, if you'll do that in the middle of those feelings, the greater one inside you will rise up in you and give you what you need. And those feelings will fade and those temptations will go. And you will experience the peace that passes understanding. Keeping your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. Can you say amen? Amen. Now in Isaiah 9 and the, uh, the 6th verse. Notice this. Isaiah 9 and 6. Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government, and I'm, I'm going to say it like this, and the responsibility, responsibilities thereof shall be upon his shoulder. Say it out loud. It's on his shoulders. <laughs> say it again. It's on his shoulders. Whose shoulder is it on? Jesus. Huh? Jesus. My shoulder? No. Uh-uh. No. Your shoulder? No. No, sir. No. It's on his shoulder. Hallelujah. Say it out loud, the government. The government. Of course, the government is the responsibilities for the, the authorities... Of the government, the the strength, the power of the government, all that's required. It's on his shoulder. And he told us specifically, cast all your cares on me. I believe our Jesus has some great, big, broad, wide, heavy duty shoulders. Huh? Do you believe he's got some great big shoulders? Our Jesus. Can he shoulder it? If he can, and he told you that 
He does. Then why would we try to take such things on our little narrow <laughs> shoulder? <laughs> and yet it's happening right and left and all over the place. Listen to Philippians 4, 6. Philippians 4, 6. The word says, be careful for how much? Nothing. Nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. The Lord told us, don't be full of care. Do pray and give thanks. What do you do? I mean, there's folks that are 10th generation worriers. <laughs> they worry night and day. The other people are proud of how much they worry. They think it shows how much they care and how responsible they are because they worry so much all the time. They worry about their kids. They worry about the grandkids. They worry about the government. They worry about the church. They worry about the milk company. They worry about the postman. They worry about the dogs and the cats. And, and they just worry because they, they care. And they equate worry with care. And the Lord said, in, in 1 Peter 5, 7, through the Holy Spirit, do what? Casting what? Hmm? Casting and an ever-increasing percentage. <laughs> because, you know, we all are, are just human. And, you know, you're going to worry some here and there. That's just human. <laughs> hmm? And as you grow in spirituality, you can cast more of His care. And some, some really spiritual folk been walking with the Lord for 40, 50 years. They're up to 70, 80% <laughs> casting care. And it's an admirable thing. But your average Joe, you know, he's going to do a lot of worrying. And the Lord understands that. And it's just one of them things. <laughs> Why would I say all that? Because that's what masses of good church-going folk believe instead of this. And they have substituted the traditions of men in the place of the Word of God. And made this word of no effect in their life. They don't believe they can do this, so they don't even try. But no, you and I were not built to carry care. We're not made, we're not built to handle it. The Lord didn't make us to handle it. And so, no matter how much praying, He's not going to grace us to handle it. Like one dear sister was praying one time, she said, Oh God, if you could just take about half of this away, I believe I could handle the rest of it. But no! You're not built to handle half of it. You're not built to handle 10% of it. Do you know what cares and worries and fears and anxiety will do to you? 
It will take your immune system down and make you vulnerable to all kind of stuff. It will tax your mental faculties. You worry enough, you'll get to where you can't think straight. It'll cause your memory and your ability to remember to fade and get worse and worse. And you'll blame it on getting older. But you're wrong. Do you understand? You are not getting old inside. Your body is aging. And says, well, it's my brain. Your mind is not your brain. Your mind is a part of your eternal spiritual being. And there is no limit to what you can learn, what you can understand, what you can remember. It's a part of your eternal being. There is no limit to what you can learn, what you can understand, what you can remember. There is no limit to it. Have you ever read in the scripture that you have the mind of the anointed one? The mind of Christ. If you get dull in your thinking as the years go by, if you lose your ability to remember, it's because you've talked yourself into it. And you believe it. And you've accepted it. I'm telling you, friend, you can be 109 years old and be as sharp as a tack in your mind. You can be sharper than you've ever been. Don't you accept the other? It's not true. And of course, when you leave this world, you come out of that body, you're going to have your mind with you. Your brain is not your mind. Your brain is just the physical organ that your mind functions through. Numerous scriptures to, to verify that. We won't have time to go into it tonight, but check it out for yourself. Study it. You are a child of God. You've been made in the likeness of the Almighty. You're fearfully, amazingly, wonderfully made. But you were not made to handle worry. It will mess up your blood. It will mess up your circulatory system, your nervous system. It will age you prematurely. Did you hear me, friends? Enough worry and fear will kill you. There are people who have been so shocked and so scared and so upset. There was nothing wrong with them physically. They just sat down and died. They just lay, there are numerous cases of this. Of people that just were so upset and so angry or so vexed or so troubled. They just laid down and quit. And within a few weeks were dead. This has happened over and over again. So many times it's not so noticeable because it happens over longer periods of time. But you are not made to go around upset all the time, worrying all the time. This is putting unnecessary miles on you. Wearing you out prematurely. Hmm? Making you old before your time. When you could be Walking in the peace that passes understanding. No matter what's happening, it is possible to cast the care of it over on him. On his broad, broad shoulders. (laughs) 
You should never worry about stuff you can do something about. Because you can do something about it. Nor should you ever worry about stuff you can't do anything about. You know why? Because you can't do anything about it. Now, if you don't worry about stuff you can do something about, nor do you ever worry about stuff you can't do anything about, you just don't worry. Now, do you? Is it possible to live like that? That's weak. A couple of yeses, four grunts, and a nod. and A lot of folks just like this. I don't know, preacher. I live in the real world. It's rough out here. <laughs> yeah, I know. But does it have to be that rough? Jesus coming and doing what he did and paying the price that he paid and giving us what he gave us, should that affect our life? Should that enable us to live differently from those who don't know Him? That's a choice. The further I go in life, that's one of the great things I like about getting a little older. Man, I just... It it takes more and more to bug me. (laughs) Stuff that used to shake me, I'm like... So, <laughs> stuff that really used to, used to scare me and, and move me, uh, I just look at it and go, been there, seen God move. He's still on the throne. Why should I worry? <laughs> what if you die? If the Lord tarries up much longer, I know I'm going to die. I already knew that. Don't you know you're going to die? I'm not afraid to die. And man, when you're not afraid to die, it makes you fearless. It makes you courageous because people say, well, you, you may die. So? So? I know what happens when I die. I step out of my body. And they go, glory to God. All the bad stuff's behind me. For the, for the born again child of God, this life is as rough as it will ever be. And there's grace to handle this. There's peace to go through this in. That's what he's talking about. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. That's here. Death's all around us. But I will not fear. I will fear no evil. I refuse to fear. I refuse to be shaken. Glory to God. Somebody say, glory to God. He said, let me read these two scriptures to you again. Philippians 4, 6 says, be careful for how much? Nothing. And 1 Peter 5, 7 says what? Casting all, how much? All your care on Him. And why does He want you to do it? Because He cares about you. No parent... Wants to see their child tormented. That's right. 
with fear and anxiety and worry. No parent wants that for their child. Every parent, if they could take it off for their child, they'd say, Hey, baby, don't you worry about that. Let me handle that. Daddy will take care of that. Hmm? What, do you, what do you think your father says? You don't think you're a better daddy or mama than your father God, do you? Hmm? You know what he says to you? Baby, don't worry about that. Daddy has taken care of it. Daddy has already taken care of it. He was there before you got here. He's here the whole time you're here. He's here when you leave this world. He's on the other side. And He claims you. And He loves you. So why should you fear? Why should you worry? Why should you worry? I said, why should you worry? Why should you worry about that money stuff? Why? How many bills have you ever paid? Missing sleep, pacing the floor, pulling your hair. Hmm? Anybody ever paid a bill worrying? No, and you never will. How many ever fixed a child's life? Losing sleep and crying about it. And worrying about them. If you really love them, then you want to help them. And the way you can really help them is somebody needs to get in faith around here. And if they're not, if they're acting crazy and going off the deep end, somebody around here needs to be in faith. And that somebody can be you. And if you're frustrated and scared and upset, you're not in faith. So for their sake, you've got to get it together and quit freaking out. Huh? Quit your crying and feeling sorry for them and for yourself. That does nobody any good. Somebody needs to get in faith around here. And that's you. That's you. And that means you pray and you present it to the Lord and you ask Him for what you need and then you don't just ask Him another thousand times. You begin to thank Him for hearing you and you cast the care and the worry and the anxiety of all that on Him. And the Bible said, We which have believed do enter into rest. And if you can't fix it, then you better get it to somebody who can. And if he's got it, you don't. If you're carrying it, he doesn't have it. Let's go over again this real slow. (laughs) Hold this for me. (laughs) Do I have that? No. Who's got it? He's got it. Huh? Do I have it? Why don't I have it? He's got it. (laughs) Who's got it? He's got it. Do I have it? No. Why don't I have it? He's still got it. (laughs) Now give it to me. 
Okay, now who's got it? I've got it. Does he have it? No. He doesn't have to hold it. He doesn't have to decide where to put it. Huh? He doesn't have to check see if it's folded or if it's not folded. Or if it's running. Ink's getting smeared or any such. Why? He doesn't have it. Not his problem. Why? He gave it to me and I've got it. Now I know that's deep. (laughs) But if you and I are carrying it, he doesn't have it. And if the people who cannot do a thing about it are carrying it, that's ignorance. Isn't it? When you get outside your ability, when you get outside your expertise, you need to find somebody that can do this and give it to them. Get it in their hands. Read it again. 1 Peter 5, 7. What does it say? Doing doing what? Casting all your care upon Him. Why? Why? He cares about He didn't want you in this state. He said, give it to me. Somebody said, give it to me. Give it to me. Let me take care of it. Go to Matthew, please. How much time you got tonight? Hmm? You got, you got a few minutes? Because there's some really important things that we could, we could get to. And then we need to act on this tonight. How many think we need to act on this? We, we need to do what he told us to do. Cast all our cares over on him. Matthew, did I tell you where in Matthew? Did you pick it up in the spirit? Or? Matthew 11. And 28. Matthew 11 and 28. Jesus said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll load you some more. (laughs) Huh? I will load you. Your belly drags the ground like a swayback mule. I will load you because the way is hard. But just know I'm there. Mm-mm. No. What did he say he would do? You're loaded. Heavy laden means heavy loaded. Loaded. Come to me. You that are heavy loaded, and I will help you take a load off. I will, I will give you rest. I'll help you get the load off and give you rest. You'll be unloaded. You're heavy loaded, 
And then you get unloaded. Would you know? Huh? If you had 150 pounds on your shoulders and back and somebody came by and took it off for you, would you know? Could you tell? See, the problem is the devil's a subtle, sorry, low down rascal. And if you, if, you, if you let him, he'll put little stuff on you. He'll put this on you. He'll put that on you. Just a little old thing to annoy you and worry you. he put that on you. And this weighed six ounces. And that weighed eight ounces. And that weighed... You know, another eight ounces. And you do that for 40 years. Now see, it's not such a shock because it didn't all come on you at once. But six ounces here and eight ounces there adds up until you're like this. (laughs) But see, you've been operating like this for the last 20 years. So you think this is normal. And since most of the people you meet are eye-level with you. Because <laughs> they are equally loaded. How's things going? Man, you know, we're still alive. Uh, it's been hard. I, I'll just tell you, it's been hard. They go, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, we just believe we're going to make it through somehow. But I've had a lot on my mind. Nowadays, I understand. It's, you know, some things are hard to deal with. Yeah. They are. But you know, the Lord said He wouldn't put more on us than we could stand. Where is that verse? Where is that scripture? People have taken some things and turned it into other things. How about this verse? How does this jive with he won't put more on you than you can stand? He said you heavy loaded, you come to me. And I will give you rest. I'll give you, I'll give you relief. I help you get this load off of you. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. I will give you rest. Red letters. Head of the church said, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me, Jesus said. I'm meek, lowly in heart, and you shall find what? You'll find rest. 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 You're not supposed to be heavy loaded. You're not supposed to be burdened down. Well, I just, you know, I take, I guess I take things to heart. And I just, you know, I care so much about my kids and my, my grandkids and my babies. I just, uh, you know... I guess I just love them too much. There ain't no such thing. It's loving somebody too much. 
But what's that got to do with disobeying the Bible and worrying all the time? If you really care about somebody, you want to help them. Worry has never healed anybody. It's never delivered anybody. It's never paid anybody's bills. Come on, are y'all with me? It never has. It never will. It has made it magnitude of times worse. I tell you what has got bills paid, what has got babies healed, what has got people free, it's believing God. It's getting in faith and not quitting. And we which have believed have entered into rest. You've got to throw off the frustration, the vexation, the anxieties, the fears. You've got to say, no, no, no. I prayed. God heard my prayer. I've got it in His hands. And He's never failed me and He never will. So I'm going to lay down here and sleep like a baby. Because I don't have it. He's got it. He's got it. Oh, saints, this is good. We're talking about some real faith that will get some real miracles. People, people have experienced terrible torment. They've cried and called out to God in the middle of the night. God, I can't stand this. I can't stand it. I can't take this. He never asked you to. He told you not to take it. And if you, t- if you get in his face and say, well, I can't help it, that's a lie. You're going to tell the Lord that you can't do what he told you to do? It's not true. I know it may feel that way. And if you live that way a long time, it's what you're used to. It's evil, easy, easy to just slide right back into if you've done it for years and years. Oh, but come on, believe what the Lord told you. If he told you, he said, I, I gave you my peace. This is like you can find nowhere in the world. Don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let it be afraid. It's time for us to stand up and say, yes, sir. Yes, sir. You, you, you knew whether I could do it. You, you know you've got to help me to do it. And you already knew that before you told me. But with your help, I can and I will. Thanks be unto God. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. 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 He said, Psalms 55:22 said, Cast your burden upon the Lord and He shall sustain you. He'll never suffer the righteous to be moved. Nobody ever trusted in Him and was let down. Disappointed. Made a shame. Nobody has ever trusted in him and was made a shame. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There's a lot more could be said about this, obviously. But I want you to stand up right now where you are.